you have your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of Jeremiah. I just want to share a dream that I had this morning. The book of Jeremiah chapter 23, we'll read verses 28 and 29, then I'll just share the dream that I had, then we'll get into the message. Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 28 and 29. It says this in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 28 and 29, it says, The prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, says the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? And usually, when, uh, many, I mean, God does speak in dreams, amen? God warns us, He guides us, He corrects us through dreams. Uh, we believe God speaks in the now, today, amen? And, you know, sometimes you have a dream, you write it down, you keep quiet about it, and you see, and you do what God tells you to do. But this morning, I had a dream, uh, early this morning, and I feel that I need to bring it to the church, to us. And uh, uh, we mentioned it, we spoke it out, and I mean, I conveyed it to the South Church, it was very important, so I conveyed it to the South Church, spoke it to the North, and here we are at Central. So I want to describe the dream, then uh, we're going to pray. Uh, in the dream, here's what I saw, I saw a business office. I saw two men from All People's Church, and uh, they were in this office talking to a lady, talking, describing their business to the lady. I happened to be there listening to what they're saying. There was another man also sitting in the office, also listening to the conversation. Now, these two men were describing the business to this lady, and this was the business. They were running a BPO, a BPO work here in India, and... Uh, what they were doing was that they had a team of people here who were doing work for, and this is a dream. You know, the dream is just a scenario, and, and you don't have to have the exact details applicable in your life. It's describing a scenario that God is addressing. So this was the scenario that I saw in the dream. They were running a BPO, people here doing work for a group of Asians. And the work was then being sent to people in Australia. And it was this, that these people were doing this work as though, and were submitting the work to the, to the customers in Australia, as though it was work being done by the Asian group. Are you all with me so far? It was like, you know, if I write your exam, it's like I'm writing your exam, but it's as though you've written the exam. So that was what's happening. So they were doing the work here, fought on behalf of this Asian group of people, but the work was being submitted to Australia. And the whole intent was that in order to place these people, the Asian group, to place them into Australia, place them, get them opportunities, placement taking place in Australia. This was the scenario. So I heard this thing, I was sitting there, I heard this thing, and I felt a sense of responsibility towards them because they were people from all people's church. And so I spoke up, I said, you know, what you're doing is wrong. This is misrepresentation. This is not correct. You need to correct your business. You need to get out of this. You need to correct it. And I give a stern warning. If you don't correct it, God's going to do two things. God's going to expose it, and it's going to bring a lot of damage and destruction. So I spoke that, and when I finished speaking, this other person over there by my side was also listening to all that was happening. He stood up, and he said, okay, who are you? And I said, you know, I'm, uh, I'm so-and-so, the pastor of all people. There's people from my church who are doing this. And he said, I heard what was going on, and I want to affirm that what you have spoken is the right thing. And with that, the dream ends. So I felt a, more, a responsibility to us because God's word says, if you have a dream, you need to tell the dream. Amen? 
So I want to share it. I make sure the South Church heard it this morning. I made sure the North Church heard it. So I'm bringing it to us here this morning. The scenario in your life may not be exactly the same. You may not necessarily be doing this kind of work with the Asian group and doing it, presenting to Australia. But the scenario drives home a point. If there's any misrepresentation, and many of us are in business, uh, we are working for companies, working for people in business. If there is any misrepresentation going on this morning, I want you to receive the word of the Lord. What you're doing is wrong. You need to get out of it. If you don't, it will be exposed and it will bring damage and destruction. Shall we pray? Father, in Jesus' name, we've spoken the word. We've released it. Father, you said it's not my word like a fire. Is it not like a hammer? We just love your word to do its part in our lives today, God. Whether it's in the South Church, whether it was in the North Church, whether it's right now here in Central. God, if there be anyone amongst us who need, uh, and be sure, God, that there's some amongst us who need to hear this word, uh, we pray that your word will truly be like fire and like hammer in our hearts, in our lives. God, whatever correction needs to be done, whatever corrective action needs to be taken, or oh God, if there's anyone about to enter into this kind of business, or anyone doing this kind of business, Lord God, that this day you will cause them to correct it. You will cause them to come out of it, lest, Lord God, it be exposed, and let there be damage and destruction. Father, we pray you'll give us a year that can hear and hearts that will respond to you this morning and may your purpose be accomplished father in the mighty name of jesus amen let's turn our bible to psalm 91 this is the message this morning psalm 91 it's a psalm that all of us are very very familiar with it's a psalm we love to read amen the psalm we all enjoy in our lives we probably read it often but there's something that just really stood out to me this week from Psalm 91. I just want to share that with us this morning. Psalm 91, let's begin with verse 1. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. Let's say it together. I will say of the Lord. Let's say it again. I will say of the Lord. That's the title of the sermon. I will say of the Lord. This just really stood out in my spirit. I will say of the Lord. What do you say of the Lord? Psalmist said, I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge and my strength. My God in him I will trust. Now, if you read the rest of the psalm, which we will do right now, you kind of get to see the context, the scenario, uh, the circumstances in which the psalmist is saying, I will say this of the Lord. What's the context? What's going on all around him? Read the rest of the psalm. He says, surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. So there is this snare of the fowler around him. And from the perilous pestilence. There is this perilous pestilence all around him. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will take refuge. His truth will be your shield and buckler. You will not be afraid of the terror by night. You will not be afraid or not of the arrows that, that fly by day. Nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness. Nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. But it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes you will look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. 
For he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In the hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion, the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because, now God is speaking, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. The psalmist said, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. Meaning my place of security, my place of defense. He is my refuge and my fortress. My place of defense, my place of security. My God in Him I will trust. Now when was he saying it? What's all happening around him? He says, you know, there is the snare of the fowler. Meaning there are traps that are all around me. There is the pestilence that's going about in darkness. There is the destruction that's wasting away at noonday, right? In the middle of the afternoon. There is destruction all around me. There are thousands falling at my side. Ten thousands at my right hand. I mean, all this is happening around me. And in the middle of this, I will say... Of the Lord. I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge. He is my tower. Amen. What do you and I say of the Lord. In the everyday circumstances and situations of life. What do you say of the Lord. Amen. I mean it's, it's nice in. You know, when circumstances are really good and your bank account is full, your pocket is full, you have no, uh, you know, restrictions on what you want to spend, what you want to buy. It's nice. In those times, it's very easy to say, the Lord is my provider. But what do you say of the Lord when, you know, your bank account is just very close to nothing? I mean, you really don't have more than enough money to take the bus and go home after service. What do you say of the Lord in that circumstance? Do you still say, the Lord is my shepherd, I will not want. Or does what you say of the Lord depend on your circumstance? Does it change? You know, it's nice to say, the Lord is my healer, when there is no sickness in your body. But what do you say of the Lord when your body is hurting, when there's pain, when, you know, all kinds of sickness is coming against you? Will you still say, the Lord is my healer? Now, There's one thing you and I must understand about God is that He doesn't change. Our circumstances, our situations change, but our God does not. Amen? Turn with me to James chapter 1. And again, this is is a familiar verse of Scripture, but let's go there. James chapter 1 and verse 17. James chapter 1 verse 17 says this. It says, Every good and perfect gift is from above. Every good and perfect gift. All the good things you've received, you know, it's come from God. And then he tells us something about God. It comes down from the Father of lights. Now, this is the picture. He's saying, look at the heavens, the starry, the stars in the heavens, the sun and all of that. How bright it is. And, you know, when you get close to the sun, there is no shadow. Because light invades everything. You know, shadows fall where there is slight absence of lights. But our God, He's a Father of lights. I mean, this is absolute brightness. And He says, God is the Father of lights. 
And this father of light, he says, in him, there is no variableness. He does not change. Absolutely not. There is no variableness and there is no shadow. Not even little shadow of turning. He is a father of light. It's absolutely bright. There is no shadow there. No shadow of turning. Meaning he doesn't even change. The point you and I need to understand is that the God we serve, He does not change with our circumstances. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? He was Jehovah Rapha. He is Jehovah Rapha. He will always be Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. Yesterday you were perfect in health. Today maybe you're battling some sickness. We don't know what tomorrow will be. We'll leave it alone. But the point is this. He is still Jehovah Rapha. There is no variableness. There is no shadow of turning in our God. The question is, what do you say of the Lord? Yesterday you boldly stood up and said, I am in perfect health. God is my healer. Today, maybe you're fighting some sickness. What do you say of the Lord? He is still Jehovah Rapha. You don't say, maybe God decided to change. God doesn't change. There is no variableness. There is no shadow of turning with him. Yesterday you had abundance. Today there is tight. uh, You're tight on money. Yesterday you said God is my provider. What do you say of the Lord today? He is still the Lord your shepherd. He hasn't changed. I will say of the Lord. I want to challenge all of us this morning. Don't change what you say of the Lord. Just because your circumstance changed. What you say of the Lord, let it always be what the Word declares Him to be. He said, I am God in Malachi 3, 6. He said, I am God. I do not change. I do not change. I will say of the Lord. Now, how could the psalmist say this of the Lord? In the middle of, you know, all these things happening around, there's a snare of the fowler. There are the traps of men. There is a perilous pestilence. There is a destruction that's going around. Thousands of people are falling all around him. Ten thousand at his right hand. And all these things going on around him. How could he say with such confidence, The Lord is my refuge and my tower, my, my fortress. And, and I'm trusting in this God. How could he say that? The answer is in verse 1. He who dwells. He dwells. Meaning you're settling down. You have taken a place of, uh, you've planted yourself. You're dwelling. You're not visiting. You're not in a hurry. Man, this is such a long sermon. I know when pastor starts to preach God. Oh, the worship is so long today. You know, if the worship is long, I don't know. There's nothing to do about your worship this morning. I'm just making a general statement. If you find that the worship is really long, you know, you just encourage yourself. You know, I have that that much more time to dwell in the presence of God. Amen? Don't get upset. You're normally supposed to be 35 minutes. Today is 45. What's up with this worship leader, you know? No. Just say, hey, that's that much more time to dwell, to to be there. I'm not in a hurry to run, you know, visit God for, you know, 20 minutes and say, okay, God, see you next Sunday. No, no, no. He who dwells settles down. Where? In the secret place. What is the secret place of the Most High? You know, 
You're just some cross-referencing here. If you go to Psalm 31 and verse 20, you just look at a few verses here. The secret place. See, you dwell. In the secret place. Psalm 31. Verse 20. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Psalm 31, 20. The psalmist says here. You will hide them in the secret place of your presence. What's the secret place? The presence of God. You will hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man. You will keep them secretly in a pavilion, in a shelter from the strife of tongues. So the secret place of the Most High is simply the presence of the Most High. It says you dwell there. You settle down there. You plant yourself there. You relax. Don't be in such a hurry. Just take it easy. Just be there. Dwell in the presence of the Most High. Now, Jesus put it like this in, in Matthew. If you turn with me, please, to Matthew chapter 6. We'll read verses 6 and 18. Matthew chapter 6, verses 6, then 18. He said, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. What's a secret place? Jesus is telling us here. When you, you go to your home, you close the door, and you begin to pray to your Father in the secret. That's the secret place. It's the presence of God. You close the door, you walk into the secret place of the Most High. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Jesus said, when you Go to your room, close the door. You pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. And he told the same thing. He said the same thing about fasting. He said in verse 18, you know, when you fast, you anoint your head, wash your face. And verse 18, so that you do not appear to, men to, be, appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place. It's your place of communion. It's your place of of seeking God. Amen. And your father who sees you in secret. Will reward you openly. So back to Psalm 91. How could the psalmist say. I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge. My fortress. Because he begins by saying. That if you dwell in the secret place of the most high. Then. You will abide under the shadow. The covering protection. The shadow. Of the Almighty. In the Psalms, you probably read this phrase, the shadow of your wings. The covering, protection of your wings. So Psalm is saying, listen, if you're a person who dwells in the presence of the Most High, you settle, settle down there. What you have on coming on your life is this. You have the shadow of the Almighty covering you. You have the covering protection of God on your life. And because you know that, out of that place of communion with God, you can say of the Lord. He is my refuge. Amen. I will say of the Lord. What I want to challenge us with this morning is for us to say of the Lord who God is, no matter what your circumstance is, no matter what your situation is, because God has not changed. And you declare who God is to you in the midst of your circumstance. I say of the Lord, he is 
the Lord my healer. You say of the Lord. Even when your body is hurting and sick. You say of the Lord. When you are in need. You still say. I will say of the Lord. He is my provider. Amen. When you are looking for counsel. You are confused. Wondering what decisions to make. You say. I will say of the Lord. He is the guide of my youth. He will guide me. He is the God who is ordering the steps of my life. I will say of the Lord. He is my peace. He is my strength. The Lord is the strength of my life. And I will not fear what man will do to me. I will say of the Lord. What do you say of the Lord? Now the mistake many of us make is this. When things are going good, we acknowledge God's goodness. And when things are going bad, we kind of change what we say about God. We tend to do that. My God, I don't know what's up. You know, I don't know why he's not providing. Maybe God is teaching me some mysterious lesson. And therefore, in this circumstance, he's no longer my healer. He's no longer my provider. No, he hasn't changed. Yes, he wants to teach us and train us and work things in our lives. But who he is has not changed. He didn't change from being the healer to the, being the sickness giver. He didn't change from being the provider to being the one who pe- keeps his people in lack and want. He didn't change from being the uh, counselor to being the confuser. He hasn't changed. So what you say of the Lord? Must remain constant. Amen. Habakkuk, the third chapter, such an amazing chapter because, you know, uh, the preceding, uh, what he describes, if you go with me to the book of Habakkuk, uh, what he describes prior in those, uh, in those verses, prior to, I got to find the book of Habakkuk. Just bear with me. All right, got it. What he describes, he, t- he talks about God uh, releasing judgment on his people because of all that they've done and, and all the wrong things. And, you know, obviously God is bringing correction. But in the midst of it, here's what Habakkuk says. He says in verse 17 of chapter 3, Though the victory may not blossom, and nor fruits be on the wines, or the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is, Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. He will make me walk on my high hills. Now all these calamities have befallen the people of God. And in the middle of all that Habakkuk still says, you know what? All of these calamities around me, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be happy in my God. I'm going to rejoice in my God. And I'm still going to say that God is my strength. And God will still cause me to ride on the high places. God is still for me. He's not against me. God is still working out His plan, His purpose in my life. God is still fulfilling that which He has uh, desired to accomplish in my life. I will still say that of the Lord. Amen. When you have your job, you're getting a good salary, everything is going fine. I mean, that's great to say, you know, uh, I am the chosen of God, I'm called of God, and God knows the plans He has for me, uh, plans of prosperity to give me a future and hope. That's easy to say when all of that is going. But if, if you get, you know, the pink slip from your boss and say, you know, tomorrow, the next 30 days from now is your last day here, uh, you know, sorry we can't keep you, what do you say of the Lord? Do you still say, I know that my God has plans for me. Plans to give me a future and a hope. What do you say of the Lord in that circumstance? 
I mean, it's great when you've got friends all around you. It's great to say, you know, yes, the Bible says that God gives me favor with everybody and favor like a shield. But what if something changes? What if your closest friends become your worst enemies? What if the ones who supported you and encouraged you gave you a platform now suddenly raise up the heel against you? What do you say? Do you still say that when a man's ways please the Lord, then God makes his enemies to be at peace with him? Do you still say that the Lord surrounds me with favor like a shield? What do you say? Of the Lord. Amen. God hasn't changed. Circumstances have changed. I want to encourage us. Don't let what you say of the Lord change from circumstance to circumstance. In December of this year, I'm just sharing something. You know, uh, what I want us to understand is that the things we hear in church are not just meant for church. Amen. What you hear, you need to take, you and I need to take it out Monday through Saturday. Walk in it. Amen. Tomorrow when you go to work or during the course of this week, you and I are going to face all kinds of circumstances and all kinds of situations. There may be some really pleasant, encouraging, positive things happening. There may be some challenges. There may be some difficulties that that you and I will face in the course of this week. And it's important that in the middle of all that, we still say of the Lord what we have discovered about Him in that secret place. Amen. So this past week, I was, I was in, we on a sales presentation, gone to Mumbai, and they just brought out an education product last in December, and we're kind of just marketing it to schools and colleges in India. And so we're in Mumbai on, on Thursday, spent the whole day there just making the sales presentation, and, and with, with, with a group of people, the very good people, wonderful people, so nothing bad about that. But, you know, uh, in terms of comparison, our company was like so insignificant to the people we were talking to. It was so Big. I mean, so financially, we shouldn't even start comparing. It would be foolish to just compare. And financially, there was so much bigger in terms of all the connections. Everything is so much bigger. And so here we were talking to these people, at, uh, having all this, the full day event. And the end of the day, it was coming out. I was, you know, and I was saying, wow, what a position they are in. I mean, if I was in that position, had all that money, had all that connection. I mean, what wonderful things I could do, you know. I was just thinking, what a wonderful position those they are in. Uh, uh, we are, you know, we're so small. We we don't have that nothing compared to them financially in terms of connections and all that. Nothing. And I'm just reflecting on this whole thing. And then I asked myself, you know, I'm looking at it from a very, very natural perspective. But then how does my faith in God matter in this situation? It must matter. Amen. Otherwise, my faith in God is just something we kind of feel good about on Sunday mornings and then has nothing to do Monday to Saturday. And that's not what God intends. Our faith in God must affect our everyday life, including business situations, including things like this. And so I said, you know, so how does my faith in God apply to this situation? I'm being, I'm meeting these people who are like, we are nothing in comparison to them, but how does my faith in God, what does my faith in God matter? How does it affect this situation? And I began to say, you know, my faith in God tells me that I serve a God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. My faith in God tells me that the God I serve, he said, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. My faith in God tells me that I serve a God who said, the heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. And so I coined this little phrase just to encourage myself. I said, I have the God advantage. Can we say that together? The God advantage. I said, you know, in the natural, there, we are no comparison to them. But my faith in God must matter. 
in this situation, in this scenario, in this business thing. My faith in God must matter. If if it does not matter, then my faith in God is useless. And my faith in God tells me I have the God advantage. I just encouraged myself that way. I said, God, yes, in the natural, you know, we're wiped out. We're zero. We're nothing. But you are on my side. I have the God advantage. And therefore, I know that whatever we do, we can succeed. We can make a difference. I will say of the Lord that the God whom I serve owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I will say of the Lord that my God is a God who said, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. I will say of the Lord that he has said, his heaven is his throne, the earth is his footstool. Amen. Our faith in God, what we know of God and what we say of God must matter in the everyday circumstances of life. Amen. What do you say of the Lord when you're going through stuff Monday to Saturday? What do you say of the Lord? And here's the nice thing. When you say of the Lord who He is to you in your situation, then God turns around and says something about you. That's how Psalm 91 ends. The psalmist says, in the beginning of Psalm 91, he says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I trust. At the end of the psalm, God is responding. That's verses 14 to 16. God is speaking. And God says, Because, Hey, listen, I heard what you said. This little person, in the middle of all that's happening around him, that there's a snare of the fowler, there's a noise and pestilence, there is the arrows that fly by day, and there's a destruction that comes in at noonday, there are thousands falling by his side, and thousands at his right hand. And in the middle of all that, this guy has the courage to say, I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God and him I will trust. Because he has said that. Because he has set his love upon me. Because he is a guy who's come into the secret place of the Most High. He dwells in that place and therefore he's been able to say, I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress. Because he has set his love upon me, I will deliver him. I will be to him what he has declared me to be in his circumstance. Amen. God says, I will be to you what you declare me to be in your circumstance. He says, I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Meaning I will put him in a place where no calamity, nothing can touch him. I will set him on high. Because he's known my name. He will call upon me. I'll answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him. With long life, I'll satisfy him and show him my salvation. Because you've spoken thus of the Lord, the Lord speaks thus of you. Amen. What do you say of the Lord? And what do you want God to say of you? I will say of the Lord. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my guide. He's my strength. He's my provider. I will say of the Lord. And God says, because you said that about me, I will be to you what you said. I will deliver you. I will keep you in your troubles. In fact, I'll put you in a place so high nothing can touch you. I will bring honor on your life. I'll make sure I give you a long life. The thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. No evil will befall you. No plague will come near your dwelling. Amen. I will say of the Lord. Let's rise to our feet. Let's call the worship team up, please. As we stand up here this morning, all of us are in different circumstances and situations in life. 
But before we close, I want you to take some time just to say of the Lord, who is God to you in the middle of your circumstance, in the middle of what you're facing right now? Some of us may be in just brilliant circumstances, it's great, everything's going really good. Some of us may not be in, maybe in not so good situations, maybe difficulties, maybe hardships, maybe the snare of men around you, maybe there is destruction that's waiting to hit you, whatever. But can you this morning just look to God and say, God, you do not change from Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday. You do not change from yesterday to today. You're the same God. There is no variableness. There is no shadow of turning. Yesterday you said you're a good God. Today you are a good God. Yesterday you said you're my healer. Today you're my healer. You haven't changed. And so God, in the middle of this circumstance, even though it doesn't fit into my reasoning, even though it doesn't really sound very logical, even though it, it's so contradictory to what I'm really experiencing, God, I will still say of you, I will still say this of you. Could you go ahead and take some time, please, right now, just to pray between you and the Lord and say, God, I will say of the Lord. I will say of the Lord, He's my healer. I will say of the Lord, He's my deliverer. I will say this of you, God. Even though I do not understand anything of what's going on, even though these things may be beyond me, God, I will still say, you are faithful. I will still say your mercies are new every morning. I will still say you daily load me with benefits. I will still say you are my peace. I will still say you are the strength of my life. I will still say, God, that you are ordering my steps in the ways that you want me to go. I will still say, God, that you are my protector, my defender. I will still say, God, you are a good God. I will still say you are a loving God. I will say of the Lord. I will say of the Lord. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.